it's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the thirty-time social distancing champion, aka the cinnamon toast crunch champion, aka. Let me lick your chin, though. Bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, in particular, or to be exact, episode 52, Switches Sites podcast is a podcast based on video games and somewhat related stuff related to video games, mainly. So, yeah, um, today's date is uh, April 23rd, 2020. Um, we still locked up people, uh, still going out, um, when they shouldn't, but Hey, that, that, that is what it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a joke I, I saw on Twitter, like <laughs> natural selection is, uh, <laughs> is going to take place to some extent and pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> As much as even the governments are saying now, mm, yeah, it's not a good idea. I'm just, I'm just saying, but that's neither here nor there kind of is there. Maybe not a year, but you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So, uh, without further ado, uh, let's stop the dilly dallying and get right into it. So first probably biggest news story this week um apparently uh the xbox series x or xbox codename lockhart which is basically the lower lower tier um xbox um basically behind the you know superior series x which is basically a cheaper option for uh the consumer to uh still be in the next gen xbox family but not uh with a lesser fuller wallet if you will so um apparently the rumors of that uh being a thing are somewhat valid at least from some rumors uh according to windowscentral.com in particular that um the xbox series s is exactly uh on its way so um looks like the rumors are validating and um at least there was a mock-up in terms of what it would look like uh the series s so basically at least from this is a concept at least but uh doesn't seem too far off of what may be possibly potentially the next actual form factor of the console may look like so basically it looks just like the series x but just way shorter and well, basically, if you just cut the Series X in half, you'd have the Series S, which that seems pretty likely, at least uh, especially looking at um, the uh, videos from um, Digital Foundry and uh, some of the other big YouTubers that went to, uh, I think, the one Xbox event like a couple weeks ago. Um, it doesn't seem too far fetched that this form factor would be realistic because uh at least according to all the parts and uh components it seems like 
it, it they could make it work so um but yeah it still has the the top oscillating fan uh for the C, uh the series x uh obviously is not really known in terms of the components in the back or whatever but uh i wouldn't be surprised if it looks just very closely similar to the series x but just cut in half which uh would be cool at least uh a good option for people that maybe don't want to aren't the enthusiasts that want to get the best of the best the top of the crop is that a term i don't know um so yeah then on top of that there's a couple of components apparently there's going to be a new headset with the xbox series x i guess kind of like uh microsoft's answer to the uh, sony playstation i think gold wireless headsets where they're somewhat proprietary headsets for the the consoles so that'd be cool for people that want that i don't see myself using it unless it's really some really like detrimental uh, exclusive feature that isn't anywhere else i'll stick with my headsets thank you very much especially considering that they uh did say that they are supporting transitioning folks that do have headsets for the series uh the xbox one x or s to the um series x family or series family um so that's cool uh even on top of that apparently um it's been somewhat leaked that there may potentially be a, a press release for more than likely an Xbox showcase where they actually might be showing some of the games for uh, the Series family, Xbox Series family. Probably what it's going to be called now, especially with if the Series S and X are true. Yeah, man, that's just going to be so weird in terminology. Oh, you want the Series X? No, I meant Series S. You meant you said Series X or S? Uh, mm, uh I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, for specifically for the people that aren't hip or aware of kind of the 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 knowledge of the Series X and just the devices itself, it just man, just for uh, Jenny, who's uh, you know, son Bobby at home wants a xbox series x for christmas i could see it i could see the confusion oh uh, yeah yeah i got you a series x. no mom i wanted the series x Ugh, worst christmas ever probably i'm um, 10 percent, 10 15 percent, maybe higher maybe higher of <laughs> disappointed uh, children <laughs> getting the S instead of the X. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> Try that in a black household. <laughs> hey, hey, I got I got you a Series X, so I don't know what you tell you. All right, uh, you better stop complaining. I'll give you something to complain about. All right, calm your ass down. You got a console. Be grateful. Okay, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, that, that'll be pretty cool. Uh, if this press event is in May, uh, also I think Phil Spencer ended at it on his Twitter specifically. Let's, uh, let's take a look. He three. Let's look up. 
it's hard to make it out in this mess. He said something specifically that hinted towards, uh, yeah, he said something on his tweet like, yeah, you're going to hear some, uh, something real soon in terms of our, our video games or whatever, uh, games to come on the, uh, series X. So take that for you. will. obviously it's probably somewhat solidifying the rumors in regards to that. So overall, cool, cool. Um, It'd be kind of weird to announce the Series S and then have the Series X still, but I mean, hey, they might have something in mind that we don't that might make it work. Um, probably one hot take or prediction. I'm guessing that maybe you could still, well, no, that's kind of redundant because they did say that they are releasing at least Xbox exclusives. They are still going to release on the Xbox one X as well for at least maybe the next two years or so. So that kind of just threw my whole theory out the window. Basically it's somewhat semi confirmed. That was what I was guessing that they would support it, but they technically already said that. So either way, cool stuff, cool stuff. If true, you know, obviously take it with a rumor (laughs) rumor salt grain of salt so next topic of discussion um apparently there's a rumor going around um that call of duty 2020 will technically be tied to black ops but won't necessarily be named black ops or will have a new name specifically so I'm not quite sure. Uh, obviously, again, take it with a grain of salt, but um, it seems like it may be put in the Cold War era, um, which I guess kind of Black Ops did do. It kind of jumped in a lot of time periods, to be honest, but um, it did mainly focus in the 60s, 70s ish period era. So that was still kind of line up. Um, depending on the storyline for this game. And apparently it does tie in with, uh, black ops, the black ops universe, but I'm just curious how specifically, um, yeah, I can't really see it. Maybe it's just one character that maybe just ties in and it's still in cold war or something. Yeah. It's hard to fathom, but I don't know. I'm starting to lean like this may not necessarily be valid, but um, if anything, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense for them to ignore the black ops name since it's so like established and reputable, uh, amongst the game, uh, the call of duty fans, especially, I mean, if you say the highly regarded call of duty games is definitely modern warfare. And then I'd say at least personally right behind it would be black ops in terms of just my favorite call of duty series as a whole um yeah it just doesn't make sense i feel like if anything if this maybe is halfway true maybe it's like black ops some subtitle and maybe they're dropping the uh numbered um convention or maybe um something new title call of duty something new title black ops or something like that 
But I guess that still would technically be Black Ops. But it'd be like Call of Duty, um, Booty Bandits, <laughs> Booty Bandits, Black Ops, or something like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just to ditch the name completely, I I find that hard to believe, uh, especially a series that's been so established. I don't think that's gonna happen. But I mean, I guess it could. But I mean, let's think of all the original Call of Duties. I guess there haven't really been that many outside of what Infinite Warfare, um, Ghosts. Hmm. World War, World War Two. I guess if uh, that's kind of maybe an iffy territory where it might not necessarily be. Um. Uh. Where it's kind of like tying to the classic Call of Duty, where it was in World War Two, but still, um, advanced warfare. Yeah. Yeah, but if if the if past any indication, it might be Call of Duty something warfare. If anything, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're still gonna stick with Black Ops, but could totally be wrong. But uh, maybe it's just they're trying to go new and fresh and maybe rip themselves from the ties of Black Ops. But they say it's still in the Black Ops uh Black Ops universe. So I guess we'll have to see. But uh. I was pretty thought provoking either way um, in terms of maybe what potentially may happen. But obviously we're going to find out in the next coming months since that's generally when they announce when it's going to come out anyway. So um, next topic of discussion, boy, uh, this is uh came out of nowhere uh, today to be exact. Uh, so in terms of Tekken 7, uh, specifically in terms of the character pack uh, or season pass, I think we're on season three of the season pass for Tekken 7. So uh, the last character came out like, man, I think it was like almost a month ago, two, three, two, three weeks ago, uh, Fakum Ram, uh, who's basically he at least what he seems like. I haven't played with him yet. Uh, straight up Bruce Irvin clone um, with, you know, obviously some modifications there, but you can definitely tell that that's where they had like a reference point, at least to kind of deviate off of. But um, yeah, but if you actually uh, go to their site, there's a, a new character or um, a very, um, un, well, basically unknown character on their site and it's the 50th character in the game which is crazy I don't even know uh, I guess putting in perspective that that's in total how many characters we do have so far in Tekken 7 but there's a, a 50th character who's unknown and their silhouette looks somewhat distinct like it, you can make something out of it it doesn't look like a typical like you know cookie cutter generic photo it's a silhouette of it seems like somebody established already it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for you know speculation at least um but man if i had to use any close relation or kind of a uh speculation in terms of narrowing things down i mean uh, it's hard to uh, it's hard to ignore that that does look somewhat pretty 
close to Kiryu uh, from Yakuza. Uh, I mean, the collar is distinct. You can see his collar, which is basically part of his iconic suit. Um, he looks like uh, more so um, Yakuza Zero Kiryu, who's much younger. Cause I guess the neck is really throwing me off because he has a long ass neck and I'm not sure who the hell that is but if 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 anybody it looks very very close to Kiryu um, maybe with just some slight modifications or maybe <laughs> it actually now that I'm thinking about it, it it looks like Kid Kiryu that we saw in um, I think Kawami too he might have been in the other other uh, Yakuza's but in terms of just his model uh, boy I mean I still wouldn't be mad I'd be like hey we still got Kiryu but I mean like Kid Kiryu well, why um, but uh, yeah I can't think of anybody remotely close but I mean considering Harada and his previous history in terms of like characters he, he's, he has in the game already if, boy it's like everything is off the table at this point when you think about it i mean we have freaking negan from the walking dead which nobody would have ever guessed <laughs> so i mean considering how far he he can go i don't know it could be it could be anybody at this point um i obviously hopefully uh am rooting for kiryu but um it's interesting too like i guess the uh if you do some digging on the site uh, in terms of some reverse engineering of the web page, uh, the page or the picture itself uh, is named suspends.png. So that's at least adding to the fact that, hey, this is a little, this is, it's got to be somebody. It's not just like, oh, <laughs> oh, my bad. I just mistakenly uh, had this character, um, you know, on our Tekken site, who's coincidentally the 50th character. Mm, I don't know. Um, so yeah I don't know who it could be um yeah it looks a lot like Kiryu though if anybody that it looks closest to it for sure is Kiryu definitely um it's not like one to one at least like you know his iconic poses and like you know uh photography if you will but it uh it looks the closest to him out of anybody and obviously our, we have been very vocal about having Kiryu in Tekken because I mean Jesus I mean I've preached about it before but Jesus he's like freaking made for Tekken of all games fighting games specifically of course I wouldn't mind him in Smash as well but if I had to choose he's definitely like Tekken material um, hands down but God, the silhouette looks very, very like Kiryu. Um, Harada, don't play with our emotions like that. I'm just letting you know right now, personally. Don't you play with me. Don't you play with me and have and actually follow through and release Kiryu as a as the fiftieth or maybe potentially last character for Tekken Seven. Don't you dare do it, Harada. I will lick you right now. I mean, I don't know where you're at, but you know, hey, 
if I see you in person, well, uh, you all right, you know, let me take that back. I mean, you know, social distancing, COVID-19, all right, social distancing champion. I have to maintain that throne. Um, so yeah, never mind, Harada, but you know, <laughs> I give you a rain check though. I'll lick your face some uh, uh, in a more less pandemic <laughs> less pandemic uh time period <laughs> then you know when everything's safe and safe said and done then hey you know if you want it still i'll lick you i mean you know in the face not that uh i hope i just just park myself in this corner and i uh can't get out of but you hey all right uh cure you <laughs> cure you for tekken for sure for sure i will come pack the tekken and play with a uh, reckless abandon if kiryu comes in the tekken or is found to be the uh, dlc character um boy that'd be a that'd be a dream that'd be a great light in this darkness of uh the current times we're in right now um yeah man rada rada i you got to give the man credit he is good so good with playing with people in terms of just anticipation suspense all of the above so prayers uh thoughts for kiryu for tekken 7 um so yeah might be a a free character because obviously he wasn't um included or listed in the tekken 3 pass it's funny i never even thought about like how many characters uh tekken characters there were in total but it seems to line up it seems to line up so um yeah boy yeah it doesn't yeah and then you know talk about it being season four related uh that doesn't seem to line up i'm yeah it definitely seems like a free character um oh man yes you, uh, I just totally just started dawning on me too now because uh, the one concern I did have about, you know, the validity of Kiryu uh, being in uh, Tekken as a guest character or whatever is that um, he's not represented on the Xbox or no games. Uh, Yakuza games are on the Xbox, which is totally non-valid now because what uh, Zero came out like the past month and now Kawami uh, which is the remake of Yakuza one is now, uh, just came out on game pass this week as well. Ah, the stars are aligning. The stars are aligning. Do you hear me? The stars are aligning. Kiryu is on PC. He is on PS4, obviously, and he's now on Xbox. It's just, it's coming together guys the the dream the aspirations of kiryu one of the best characters that maybe you shouldn't like i guess to some extent but you do and you should is coming to tekken 7 the 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 hints the breadcrumbs are there okay so now kiryu has no reason not to be in tekken now all right you got this silhouette that looks pretty close to kiryu all right you got okay let's just recap real quick just had to get this just got to get this out there all right you got ps4 okay y- y- yakuza's home kiryu's home but you know what he's like hey let me go uh 
Let me go to PC real quick. Let me uh, talk talk to these people. Talk to them. Talk to them. Graphics are great. Wonderful. PC Master Race. Oh my God, we love Kiryu. All right. Now we got Xbox. Okay. Xbox fans been been thirsty, been been deprived of Yakuza and the Kiryu action. But have no fear. Kiryu is here. Xbox One. Yakuza is here. Okay. With more to come still. Ah, ah, it lines up so well. Ah, man, it's it's just it's, it hurts. All right. It, it this 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 might hurt a little bit more than the other ones. Like, you know, OK, we've had we got the season three, you know, announcement and no cure you and nothing, no hints, no uh, at least straight up guest character, which is fine. But it's like, you know, Tekken Harada kind of set that precedent by adding a lot of these various guest characters, Akuma, Geese, Noctis and um was there somebody else? Negan. <laughs> How could I forget? So, uh, I really want this one to be true. Just, just this 50th character. Ah, Kiryu. Uh, it needs to happen. Just, just for, <laughs> just for the game, gaming as a whole for Ryugago, Toku Studios and Namco Bandai, Bandai Namco to just have this, have this moment. Ah, and you know what would even be doper? Well, I guess it won't wouldn't happen in uh Yakuza seven. Oh boy, that's a boy. I mean, I, I could just I could just do like fifty degrees of Kevin Bacon right now with, with Tekken in, in Yakuza, but I won't. I won't. I'll just give you this tidbit. Uh, I'll just say it right now. I mean Tekken seven. Yakuza seven. About to come out. Well, technically came out in Japan. Uh, yet to be determined to come out in the U.S. I mean, I mean, come on now, okay? All right, all platforms, okay? Ugh, ugh. I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna be hurt this time. I'm really am. Ah, just do it, Harada, please, please, Harada. Okay. <laughs> enough uh gushing gushing on uh Kiryu's uh my immense desire for Kiryu to be in, in Tekken as well as other people all right it's just not it's it's not this echo chamber it's a lot of others that that would want him okay just just saying just saying okay so I think it's about that time for uh those MBDs, MBDs, I meant to say NPD, uh, for March 2020. So I think considering just the immense grasp that this game has, um, I don't think it's no surprise to anybody how much has been dominating. And that game is, in fact, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, you can't go on Twitter without seeing any related tweet and or meme uh, associating with this game, which is valid. A lot of it is funny. I'm eventually get it at some point. Um, but man, uh, came out of nowhere, came somewhat in a perfect time when you, when you factor in a lot of, uh, dynamics and variables, but, um, man, 
just just like a perfect storm, perfect timing. Uh, everybody's at home. Uh, people need something else to focus on, something light, fun-hearted, uh, fun, lighthearted, <laughs> fun-hearted. Hey, you know what? Somebody probably does that. Um, but yeah, let's just let's just do a quick glance, uh, at least some some standout statistics. Um, shout outs to Matt Piscatella uh, and the MPD group as well. But but all in all, Matt Piscatella, who's just the, the, the great man of giving us all these juicy details, because, man, I don't know, something very fascinating just to see, you know, critical, critical reception is one thing. But obviously, just, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if, if it sells, that's ultimately the more important factor. In, in, in some scenarios, which is unfortunate, depending on, you know, the s- situation. But either way, uh, let's just dabble on some uh, information. So particularly in a software category, Animal Crossing New Horizons, best selling game of March 2020. Despite and that's that's one thing I didn't even I wasn't aware of, despite the lack of digital tracking. Uh, specifically, at least for Nintendo, uh, it's still instantly the second best game, selling game of 2020. Um, that's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Um, wow. Wow. Also, got to give some shout outs to Call of Duty Modern Warfare, number two best selling game, March 2020. Uh, and it's now the best-selling game of 2020 year to date. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, oh yeah, of course. I think we've touched on a couple instances here as well. But hardware-wise, of course, the Nintendo Switch has been dominating as well. And I think one very interesting fact uh, too is that uh, basically, I think. The Switch this year actually sold a ton more than the Switch when it initially released in 2017, which is crazy. But I mean, I guess it's maybe a I'm assuming it's more so the factor that, you know, a lot of people at home and um, which is kind of cool that uh, people actually uh, that maybe aren't gamers are starting to dabble in the games, which is always a beautiful thing I like to see, um, you know. Uh, so that that partially kind of makes sense as well. But, you know, I mean, at the same time, I'd say the switch is hitting its stride in, in, uh, in general. It's just just banging out these hits, uh, exclusive hits, mind you, uh, as well. And, you know, obviously with the established uh, library already, you know, Legend of Zelda, um, shoot, Mario, um, I could keep going. But I can't one can't remember to um, it's, it's, it's evident like pretty much not really bad Nintendo games is necessarily came out that I can at least recall maybe Cookie Mama. But that's not even with Nintendo. But then I think that's actually somewhat good still, too. So it's like you can't even can't even lose with Nintendo. <laughs> I was thinking of Nintendo is like <laughs> Suge Knight. <laughs> Hey, you want you want uh you want all the all the uh all the sales all the all the mature content, then then you gonna go with uh PlayStation Four Xbox, but if you want if you want the real heart of games, you wanna go with Nintendo, you wanna go with Nintendo, right? 
and he just walk off the stage. Don't know where he's at though. But I digress. <laughs> uh, of course, I think. Um, well, yeah, uh, I think overall too. Yeah, uh, PlayStation Four and Xbox One uh, did grow by more than twenty five percent. So that's pretty good too. Um, well, let's look at the the real nitty gritty. Um, the top twenty best selling games of March twenty twenty. So, uh, I believe this this in particular includes physical and digital. It does. I feel like that's new because I know they said that they weren't able to factor in digital, but at least in this particular area aspect, they are. So, number one, of course, Animal Crossing. Number two, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Three, MLB The Show 20. Interesting. Well, I guess that's not my area expertise, but I understand it. Uh, number four, Resident Evil 3. But I guess that's another thing, too. I mean, obviously, it's the market is still kind of a uh, bear. And I guess it's mm, it's interesting now the current situation we're in that, you know, um, just more people are at home now and don't have maybe necessarily anything to do that they may be flocking towards like new games as well or maybe people that just maybe didn't have the time to before and now have the time and maybe feel compelled like oh yeah now I can you know divulge into uh some games so Resident Evil 3 or 4 pretty I, I am surprised but not surprised at the same time but then it's like I feel like there's maybe some sort of bias variable that maybe be might be boosting these like stats up uh you know if we weren't in in a pandemic, I'm curious how these stats would uh, kind of skew, if anything. Uh, number five, NPA 2K20. Number six, Doom Eternal. Okay. Um, seven, Persona 5 Royale. Uh, eight, Grand Theft Auto 5. <laughs> this damn game. Uh, I respect it, though. I really do. Uh, number nine, Borderlands three. Number ten, Mario eight. Mario <laughs> Mario Mario Kart eight Deluxe. Number eleven, Neo two. I'm actually surprised Neo two is up there. Um, considering, I guess, kind of if it, at least the impression I've got, a, I always got a Neo two is as it's more of a niche game where you know wouldn't necessarily appeal to a lot of folks, but apparently it did enough to hit the top twenty. Uh, it did come out last month. Yeah, last month before, I guess, everything happened. Um, number 12, Red Dead Redemption 2. 13, FIFA 20. 14, Smash Ultimate. 15, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Did that come? I guess they that came out this month? I'm interested. When did this come out? I think it came out. I thought it came out last month, if anything. Let's do some quick fact checking. Pokemon Rescue Rescue Dungeon DX. Because I'm very curious. March 6th. Wow. I think I kind of remember it now. I think I just, you know, just went over my head. Uh, Madden FL 20. Just Dance 2020. Uh, 
I just found out. I think apparently this game is still being released on a Nintendo Wii. That is so damn surreal to me. That well, I guess they're still supporting the Wii, but I mean, hey, it's like I think that with a lot of sports games too. Like uh, I know uh, what uh, FIFA I think was still releasing uh, like years after uh, the PS3 was out, still on the PS2 which is just crazy to me, but I mean, hey, there's still people that's like, yeah, I'm fine with a PS2. I mean, I'm fine with the engine and everything, you know, I don't really want to just play FIFA. I mean, hey, you know, so a <laughs> little uh, interesting tidbit if you didn't know or weren't aware of that. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, number 18. I'm kind of surprised by that. I thought that would kind of fall off, but that, that kind of makes sense. Maybe uh, they made it competitive price-wise. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. Uh, by the way, uh, happy birthday, Mortal Kombat! I think uh, it's a it's a it's a birthday today. I want to say, I believe. Um, but happy birthday, Mortal Kombat! I mean, happy birthday! I don't I didn't give you a present though, so you know. Um, number 20, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. Um, I'm kind of surprised that didn't rank up higher out of all of these games. That's probably the one I'm surprised didn't, uh, rank up, but I mean, at the same time, it, uh, is technically limited where I know it's, it was, it's exclusive to PS3 until I believe April 30th. And that's when it comes out on PS, no PC and Xbox one. So, um, I'm guessing maybe that might skew it a bit. Might probably bump it up for next month. Um, if anything. So, um, even though you can pre-order it, but it's not really that much in terms of pre-order it, uh, other than like some in-game stuff for multiplayer for Modern Warfare. So, uh, let's check Xbox one specifically to top 10, uh, Modern Warfare number one, uh, Resident Evil three, number two. Doom Eternal number three, uh, NBA 2K20 number four, uh, Grand Theft Auto five and number five, uh, Madden NFL 20 at number six, uh, Red Dead Redemption two number seven, uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at number eight, FIFA 29, Minecraft Xbox One Edition 10. Nothing necessarily too surprising there. Yeah seems pretty pretty standard um for ps4 top 10 uh mlb the show 20 uh call of duty modern warfare number two so far real number three resident Evil three number four nba 2k 25 neo 2 6 uh doom eternal 7 grand theft auto 5 8 uh modern warfare 2 remastered uh nine FIFA 10, uh, well, FIFA 20 at 10, uh, modern warfare. I'm surprised. So that definitely says a lot of people pre-ordered the game to at least get it to the number nine spot. Uh, even though it's not going to come out until then, but I think you can preload it, which I did. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to play that again. Cause that was great. Would have loved a multiplayer, but obviously for obvious reasons, that's, Maybe they're going to hold it, maybe release it after um, 
Modern Warfare has reached its prime, but who who knows? Um, moving on to the Switch. Uh, number one, Animal Crossing, of course. Uh, number two, Mario Eight Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. That's pretty interesting. Uh, three, Smash Ultimate. Four, uh, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. Uh, five, Just Dance 2026, Legend of Zelda. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, seven, Super Mario Party. Eight, Luigi's Mansion 3. Nine, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Ten, Pokemon Sword. Too bad, Pokemon Shield. <laughs> Sorry. Um... I I was yeah I'm very interested um that Mario Kart 8 is still hitting up there I guess maybe with the new uh, everybody like buying the hell out of uh switches and they're in shortage uh, as well I think I know a lot of bundles include Mario Kart 8 or some particular bundles at least so maybe that's a factor I don't know um top 10 selling games year to date as of uh, March, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Animal Crossing, New Horizon. That's interesting. Uh, selling games year to date. That's pretty interesting. Uh, three, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Four, NBA 2K25, MLB The Show 20. Six, Grand Theft Auto 5. Seven, Resident Evil 3. Eight, Madden NFL 20. Nine, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Ten, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Interesting. Nothing necessarily. Yeah, isn't too surprising. Uh, I guess probably the biggest one is Animal Crossing uh, New Horizon. I didn't know it was that high for top ten top ten best selling games of this year year to date. Um, but I mean, considering what we're four months in the new year, so I guess that's not as surprising. I want to put it put that. In, into perspective so uh cool stuff either way though love me some uh some data specifically for video games very fascinating stuff if i do say so myself um yeah so i think that pretty much covers uh all the news i wanted to talk about so let's uh get into uh to them games that at least I've been uh, playing. Uh, of course, uh, I guess I took a took a bit of a, a break from uh, Modern Warfare um, with uh, Final Fantasy, but um, I did jump back a little bit into it uh, this week so far. Um, but that's pretty much it. I mean, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. But uh, specifically. Um, Modern Warfare, I mean, <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake, that's definitely what's still been taking up uh, my life still, so, uh, did I beat it by last episode? I think I did, um, so I say, I'd say it's been a good amount of time, I think it's okay we get into uh, some spoilers, because that's, uh, yeah, I feel like we uh, need to to dish out some of the spoils on um final fantasy well i mean if you if it hasn't been spoiled already for a lot of people but um yeah so i'll just preface this uh spoiler spoilers spoiler spoilers uh gonna talk about final fantasy 7 
uh, mainly the ending and maybe just all the stuff maybe relating to that. Uh, but yeah, you have been warned. Uh, spoiler, spoilers. Final Fantasy VII Remake. So, boy. Yeah, and I, I had a lot of time to sit on it. Like, I was somewhat sitting on it after uh, last episode. But man, um, ah, loved, 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 loved the ending to Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, definitely... Um, for somebody who hasn't played the original Final Fantasy 7 uh, it will definitely go the fuck over your head for sure cause yeah it will you will be confused <laughs> you will be confused as fuck for sure um, yeah you will be straight confused but if you're for sure a fan and played you know Final Fantasy 7 before and all the related content as well um yeah man you got like a treat you got cheesecake on top of ice cream on top of cookies on top of whipped cream with a little bit of caramel on top you you got it all okay um yeah yeah uh just just everything they did with it was just great i felt um initially um and i guess that's why i like this uh this ended so much is that it gave you a lot to think about and kind of speculate on which i'm pretty sure that that was their intention uh just to give them a lot of breathing room and space and flexibility to do what they wanted so i guess basically yeah because it's a lot to divulge but at least uh i'll like somewhat break down the um my interpretation of anything so yeah it's like where do i start um because i'm trying to remember the ending actually (laughs) at least kind of uh in order specifically so yeah so uh pretty much toward the end uh of course you uh fight Sephiroth, which I was hoping, hoping so much you would you be able to do, and I'm so glad they did. I was like, you can't just be just getting dick teased this whole game of you know Sephiroth and not fight him. Considering this is the remake as well, I'm like, they gotta put a fight in there somewhere, which I'm totally glad they did at the end. And the shit was so damn epic. It, uh, it was great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to play it again to uh, kind of refresh my memory on how great that damn fight was. But um, yeah, man, that was a fantastic ass boss fight. It was so epic. Fucking separate off fucking throwing meteors and shit like fucking uh, 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 Endgame uh, or no Infinity War. Oh, man, it was just it was like on some like total like world um you know uh world at risk like planetary type shit which man that that was just hitting on so many levels it really was um god just thinking about just the cinematography and just the 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 you know um integration of using all your characters and ah uh, oh it was a good payoff it really was man uh so pretty much after that fight, um, 
there was some a lot of um just vagueness uh obscurity anonymity in terms of Sephiroth and his intention in the game uh but at least like kind of moving up to that like in the Shinra building you had um at least what ended up paying off um uh, which were these weird ghost things like initially because I know at least when I initially was playing the game I'm like who the fuck are these people I'm like I, they, they are definitely not an original game and um, more and more as you play the game uh, you start finding out like kind of uh, it's intentions and w- the purpose of it even being there um, which uh, boy that is the is the most meta shit ever uh after really thinking about it and dwelling on it and stuff and you know um kind of uh geeking out in forums and and shit and man it was like they're basically <laughs> basically fans of the game that want uh the game to be a one to one remake of the original so basically uh, as you're playing the game you start finding out that the game is actually uh well the ghost are mainly trying are basically trying to keep the characters and everybody on the same path as the original game in terms of you know um particular plot points and you know um just the basic story of the original game final fantasy 7 and basically there's you know some deviations from that and um a lot of actions that the ghosts or whispers are taken to try to not have you stay off the course of the original final fantasy uh game timeline um in terms of the crucial events if anything so uh that kind of comes to like uh pretty much a harsh uh reality when uh out of nowhere freaking Sephiroth just freaking just slashed stabbed um uh Barrett of all people like oh no they did not they did not just kill no they didn't no they did not don't you dare tell me they killed Barrett so you know he got his ass slashed stabbed so now uh I'm like oh mm, is he dead really I don't know it didn't it didn't seem too graphic I don't know he might be able to get, <laughs> he might be able to get up he got stabbed in the heart with like what a 50 inch sword but I mean hey he, he, he might he might be okay um so then you had a cool boss fight with Genova or like some new form of Genova I think or whatever and basically you beat her ass obviously and then uh after that, I guess the whisper, uh, one of them in particular actually managed to bring Barrett back to life, which I'm just kind of curious how that actually works. But either way, I was like, eh, all right, hey, he bears back. So I'm cool with it. <laughs> so um, then that that's where, like, I did start to think, like, wait a minute. Um, hmm. So, yeah, because like Barrett didn't die in the original game. So maybe yeah so then that's when it started clicking that yeah okay so these ghosts intention were basically to keep the timeline of final fantasy 7 intact um and that's pretty much comes to full force towards the end of the game where you know you fight this harbinger of fate i believe 
where you know um <laughs> it's basically the amalgamation of all fans that want final fantasy to, <laughs> to be one-to-one of the original so you basically beat the shit out of that and then basically now that that's gone technically the ending insinuates that with the next iteration that they can get go potentially even more off the cuff and do a lot of deviations uh, from the original story without, I guess, necessarily direct repercussions of that. Um, And on top of that, probably the biggest freaking, uh, like jaw drop moment for me, at least being a big ass fan of Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core is that um, they basically showed a, a timeline or at least my interpretation, uh, a timeline where basically, uh, which is really fucking cool too, man. Cause I, I have to say, if you were like just a fan of final fantasy seven overall, in terms of, uh, the related material backstory stuff, like crisis core, uh, Avent children, which I found out, uh, actually has a lot of references to, uh, this game too. Um, man, you got a lot of fan service, uh, which wasn't like, you know, uh, you know, like a lot of people that do fan service, like, Hey, well, well, here you go. Fan service. All right. You happy now? It was more tasteful and, uh, subtle where it's like, Hey, if you did do that, you picked up on it. If you didn't, it wasn't a big deal, which I always appreciate as well. Um, but man, so one aspect of it after you, you know, defeat Sephiroth and the Harbinger of Fate is that, um, I forgot how it came to be, but you, uh, in order to fight Sephiroth, you went to this, this, I guess, abyss, which I guess is some, uh, time anomaly, if anything. And, you know, after you defeat, uh, beat Sephiroth, um, Cloud, uh, <laughs> attempts to do, uh, it seems like it felt like a one for one of the uh, last scene of Final Fantasy seven, where Sephiroth just cuts the shit out of, well, F- Cloud cuts the se- shit out of Sephiroth and, you know, with the Omni slash attack. But, uh, apparently, uh, Sephiroth was hip today. Like, mm, no, not this time. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 I was surprised that a lot of the callbacks, direct callbacks they made to the, the ending of, um, Final Fantasy seven, the original as a whole, um, which is very interesting, but, and, you know, kind of leads a lot to a lot of speculation of how things are going to play out towards the, um, next one or whatever. But getting back to, uh, man, that fan service. So basically, um, for uh, Crisis Core, if you aren't familiar, and uh, it obviously was touched on in the original Final Fantasy VII. So I guess spoilers for that if you haven't played a game that's 25, 20 years old. Um, basically, uh, as you find out through the story, um, Cloud actually isn't a first class soldier, but he actually was just a general, um, you know, I guess soldier or grunt or maybe third class, second class of anything. Um, and actually he's basically infused, mixed his memories, uh, jarbled him up with a uh, Zach fair, who's actually somewhat the role model that cloud kind of based his whole being essence off of technically um including the buster sword which was originally um zach so knowing that basically you 
when you uh it basically like re recreates the whole ending scene from uh crisis core which is fucking immense and weighty and still got me uh because i replayed it before actually playing remake and jesus it still gets you man still gets you just the power just how they just did it just all all together just so powerful and meaningful and just effective um but either way they did it they pretty much did a lot of it one for one um if you like put them side by side they just did pretty much everything uh but now in like hd which is it was just great for me as a fan but um so you kind of know how it all plays out basically if you play that game and you know final fantasy 7 uh they you know kill zach and that's technically how cloud comes to be so knowing that you're like oh, okay ah, damn it's gonna suck uh they're gonna do it then a part of me started thinking like maybe they're maybe he's gonna live maybe they're somehow some way gonna do it different and uh boy i was very surprised they actually kind of did that um you know to a loose extent but basically they kind of showed him uh i don't think they showed him dying in this one i think they did he was like on the ground but he wasn't as like bloody or just messed up as he was in in crisis core so i mean i'm pretty sure that exists still but basically in terms of after the events of killing the harbinger of fate um they show what seems to be just some alternate timeline or just some rift in reality or interdimensional space time continuum type shit whatever uh but they did show like in full effect of a timeline that you know zach was like oh uh is everybody i is everybody dead i did it or whatever so basically he's kind of like you know being surprised and like taken back like he actually did fuck up like 75 soldiers uh and still is living and then it shows him carrying a cloud all the way to midgar to who knows what and while they're doing that they're showing this weird synergy type uh interdimensional kind of crossroads type thing where they show uh zach carrying cloud as well as uh Aerith and cloud like walking the opposite way uh and then the biggest freaking like okay so this is definitely some confirmation of anything they show like um uh there's this pretty consistent iconography of this um i guess figure mascot i think it's a representative to some extent of shinra i believe but also is a double um um form iconography for avalanche to some extent uh called stamp who's basically this uh dog that um has like a you know i think a couple stars and stuff basically just i believe at least the impression i got he was like a mascot for shinra to some loose extent but basically um stamp looks like a i guess a beagle if anything uh, uh as in terms of dog but then the in 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 the same scene where zach is carrying cloud to safety you see a straight up bag flying obviously in your vision that shows and they slowed it down on top of that so they definitely wanted you to pick up on it they showed it with um basically the same stamp but he had a, a hat instead like of an army helmet and uh he looked like a terrier instead of a a beagle so it's like okay it's it's 
pretty apparent that this is an alternate timeline. And then that was it. They're like, okay, all right. Well, then <laughs> that was it. So it's like, what? what, what? And that's definitely what I was like initially. I'm like, <laughs> that's, that was, that was for sure my reaction after that. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely had to take some time to really think about that because, man, that was some weight. That was some weight. But I loved it. I loved it. At least my impression. And I know like everybody's just having their own. And it's a lot is left up for interpretation, obviously. But boy, at least personally, at least what I got from that is that they're in in some way, shape or form really going to acknowledge those these two alternate timelines or there's maybe potentially going to be some crossover that like uh, kind of would be very uh, uh, fan servicey uh, for, you know, a uh, fan of Crisis Core uh, having Zach kind of actually meet cloud in real time or like in the, the current timeline or their timelines cross somehow. And like, you know, there's just going to be some weird, cool, like camaraderie, like familiarity, like, you know, catching up like, uh, Hey, what's up cloud? I mean, yeah, man, I died protecting you or some, some mess like, I don't know, but you know, <laughs> at least that's kind of the impression I got is that somehow, some way that maybe Zach might come in as a, a, a bigger plot point, if anything, um, or it would be a dream for me personally is like a, a playable character. Maybe um, uh, that just, just that was just great. And considering that he's technically dead in clouds timeline, but there's a different timeline that, somehow some way they might mesh or come together or who knows what but man just the thought of that was pretty cool uh you know considering how great of a character i really uh, thought he was uh, in crisis core and how they kind of made him to be um and see kind of that contrast with cloud even though you know he interacted with cloud in that game before the events that happened in in the um in Final Fantasy 7 originally just to see maybe if they the conversation they would have after kind of all this transpired seeing how Cloud has kind of grown into the person he is and you know being that he's essentially um, in essence taken from Zack in a lot of ways just to see kind of that uh, dynamic play out what, what I think would be really cool and kind of a nice way to you know um think about the game and then on top of that uh just kind of what this insinuates as a whole is like it it definitely at least for me gave me the impression that like okay they're not gonna do the same thing over again with uh part two or whatever how they're they're gonna handle the next one um because jesus like how do you yeah so and then on t- like uh they also um one factor was that they in particular with i think red 13 um and Aerith 
where throughout the game they did show a lot of flashbacks to I think Advent Children as well as the original Final Fantasy. Um, in particular, they showed the one scene where Red Thirteen um, uh, and his kids, I believe, are running into this this world without basically humans. So basically, um, there was a lot of uh, terminology that said like, if we don't kill the Harbingers of Fate, uh, where our our planet is ultimately destined for doom. Basically, if we don't uh, go against this and essentially after they defeat freaking uh the harbinger of fate it basically just killed <laughs> the expectations and like you know uh i guess uh well yeah basically that the expectations of uh fans wanting uh, a one-for-one remake so it's like all right so now everything is technically um off the cuff so now like we technically don't know what they could do the next game and now the next game is kind of like a sequel but at the same time i don't think they're gonna do that i'm pretty sure they're still gonna hit a lot of the main story beats of the original but with you know um understandable deviation here and there um which i think is this freaking ingenious uh in terms of like one as a fan of final fantasy seven and you know a fan of this being remade but just now it's like even for fans of final fantasy seven that have played and have a reference reference point of the original game it feels like you get this impression like we don't even know what to expect now for like the next game and you know it's like it's like now i'm starting to suspect like are they actually gonna kill Aerith? i don't even think they they might deviate from that or maybe give you some choice um but just that that thought now that like everything is technically kind of fresh and new and like you don't really know what to expect which you kind of do have that in your in the back of your head when you're playing a remake like just thinking like okay this is i already know what's gonna happen but i'm curious how they're gonna do it now but now it's like anything could happen and i don't know where uh how the cadence of anything you know so that's ah that 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 is just really cool so it's like it's kind of like a sequel but it's still a remake which is just i don't know just the thought of that is like so cool it's like mashing both types of things <laughs> that you want from final fantasy together so it's like you have kind of like somewhat a back to the future to back to final fantasy 7 but it's a sequel so it's like it's a continuation of final fantasy 7 ah it's just genius to me that like it's nothing i've necessarily uh seen or been exposed to in particular with video games which i find just very fascinating and and very very interested and invested to see how they're gonna handle um the next uh continue or continuation of this game whatever that's gonna be um and it just gave you like a whole spin on the meaning of remake now it's like it's technically not really remake by the term but somewhat of a sequel but the kind of plot main plot theme is remake which is basically remaking final fantasy 7 uh as a whole ah just think about it just it's, it's brilliant it's like some straight genius levels of like story uh, telling an implementation that they have they must have had in mind to some extent I know a lot of people are like saying like 
Yeah, I don't think uh, Nomura, who I guess has been like notable for Kingdom Hearts and stuff, is capable of thinking this this I guess complex. But I don't know, man. This felt very planned and thought out after all was said and done. Um, goodness, it just ah, it was really great. I and I I really yeah I really love the ending, and I understand there's gonna be a lot of freaking like hateful. <laughs> angry uh fans of the game that are like gonna be like uh this is some bs uh this is not my remake but at the same time it's like they really did do uh, a lot of stuff traditionally uh with um uh the main game uh for midgar and stuff so i think they did a really good job in balance as a fan of final fantasy 7 um i think they did really good a job of fleshing out a lot of the characters, especially like uh, Avalanche, Biggs, Jesse, and um, Wedge. They they feel way more fully realized and just like you know gr- grounded characters rather than just like plot devices that like you know uh, are gonna go at some point. You know they just felt really, really justified and like like man, these guys are really cool. Man, I like their personality and stuff. You know, um, which you you didn't necessarily get that uh, as much from the original, but you know they were still cool either way. But uh, and then then those implications now, like that uh, Wedge might be alive, Biggs might be alive, potentially Jesse might be alive. But then it's like, is that in this timeline or an alternate timeline? Are those timelines going to cross now with this event that happened? So now we're maybe going to get some like. Um, crossover to some extent and you know uh, I was uh, listening to uh, Easy Allies and their awesome ass like spoiler talk and man it <laughs> I, I thought I knew something but boy I was like super fucking enlightened now that just the potential of what could be done but um, you know the one particular thing they touched on was um, basically Jesse um, how she hinted at a lot or it was very apparent that she wanted to uh, work at Gold Saucer, which obviously, technically, uh, at least in terms of the plot line for Final Fantasy VII, is more than likely going to be in the next game that, you know, might see her, but she may not know us as characters uh, because maybe she's an alternate version of Jesse that isn't from our timeline that has experienced events of uh of this game which is just it's crazy just just the ah just the potential of what they can like do and mess with with this game and on top of that play with your expectations but at the same time uh like not but just the fact that you think that they could it's like adds a whole new freshness on top of just remaking a lot of the you know places you knew and love ah man it's just it's so much they could do now so i guess uh, a lot of this uh excitement and um i guess just fervor in terms of this game is definitely going to be contingent on how well uh the sequel to this goes um and what that actually is because uh yeah they could basically they technically could ignore all of this uh all of our you know suspicions theories and stuff but if they do like follow through on it man uh especially to the scale of this game 
uh, it's just going to be freaking great and valid. And I think I, I touched on this before, but I freaking totally understand, man, why they had to break this into parts. Cause just the ambition that you feel with this game is just great that like they fully were, you know, fleshing out a lot of things that they didn't get the opportunity to flesh out before and just really make this feel more concise and just polished as hell. And like, you know, a game uh, of this era and, and, you know, time period uh, compared to, you know, 97. So ah, this was a great game, man. Still just thinking about it. I still have yet to do my hard playthrough. You might have seen me uh, on Twitch where I've been uh, streaming uh, the struggle, <laughs> the struggle of uh, finishing up the combat simulator missions, um, which was, yeah, was, ooh, was tough, tough to say the least. But I got through it. I did it. So now I'm ready to start going through a hard, uh, hard mode. So may do that today, may do it. um they do it tomorrow. Who knows? Um, definitely. That's definitely going to happen. I've, I've been hearing stuff now that like enemies are actually totally different in terms of attacks now and uh, definitely uh, variables and stuff like that. Uh, this is going to be great. And then on top of that, you get freaking three time uh, gill and uh, AP points to uh, boot, um, upgrade your material and stuff. It's a done deal. It's a given, especially a lot of the plot points and stuff that they hit on. I think uh, that we that you didn't know until after the game is over. Now it's going to be very interesting, especially kind of the st- how the story pans out, uh, how to pick up on uh, a lot of the story things, knowing how how it ends now, which specifically for this game, definitely, I think is definitely warrants another playthrough um, for sure, which I'm definitely going to do. Uh, yeah, and I pretty much got all the damn trophies now. Uh, been 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 grinding on those. Um, and yeah, man, word of freaking warning for freaking um chapter nine, man. Try to do as much as you can in uh the multiple playthroughs that you will have to do if you want to get uh, all the trophies for that. Cause Jesus, uh, I ran it about on Twitter a bit, but uh, I literally spent my whole day trying to um get all these achievements but you have to freaking um because there's chapter select after you beat the game which i want to say i talked about but you have to freaking play start from the chapter and then get all the way to the point uh, at least in particular for chapter nine i guess uh since we are in spoiler territory so in chapter nine basically your um Aerith is escorting you back to um, sector seven, I believe. And you have to basically kind of finagle your way to do that. So basically you have to go through the underground highway. I think that's what it's called. Basically that whole section, which is a whole segment. And then you have that freaking pain of it, pain in the ass annoyance. Like what, why is this in the damn game element, which is the, um, robotic hand, that you is just so like felt so like slow, archaic and just like intentionally artificial just to lengthen the game um, that like uh, after playing it, like after the, the 2010th time, you're like, yeah, I'm a little this is getting really boring. Thankfully, the music was just great and the combat is good. So that kind of 
had me stringle on up long a bit, but uh, that just the word of warning, try to maximize uh, and minimize as many playthroughs as you have to do with that. Cause there's like, there's one um, I'm trying to just save some people, some time in life. <laughs> there's one in particular where you have to, there's, which I totally didn't know until after diving through the trophies that basically there's two branching, um, um, sub story plot lines or side quest plot lines. So you basically cut yourself off from one. If you do a particular set of actions, which I don't think I'd ever would think to do, um, in like, I guess, uh, um, sequence, uh, basically if you don't do it in particular sequence, you can't trigger, um, that, uh, that line of side quests. And then basically, um, if you do that particular side of, uh, line of side quests, uh, like I said, you'll be cut off from the other one. So you can't do both in one playthrough. So you are forced to do two playthroughs of at least chapter nine to get those side quests and in turn get the completed all side quests, uh, trophy, which I was curious after the fact, I was like, why didn't I get it? And um, now I found out why is that I was doing one set, which was easier than other. And, and the other one was just like straight, like you had to look that up. I don't think there was any way you could like kind of formulate in the game. Didn't necessarily give you hints to, um, you know, do it. So you, uh, actually, go on that path if you had the option to I think that was very intentional to where you would do maybe a couple additional playthroughs um, at, at the very least without you know looking it up or something but yeah I would have never guessed it or figured it out for sure so there's that then there's um, if you want to do all the all the um, Coliseum um, matches you have to do it with Aerith uh, at that chapter because otherwise she'll leave your party enough further chapters and you can't go back until well you can't even go back with Aerith so that's one point where you're kind of fucked if you didn't do that and then uh, there were some mini games in particular I think uh, the trophy was called Sultan of Squat where you basically beat um, in the gym kind of a reference to the original games where you do a squat challenge with um, Jules I think he's called the head trainer there so if you don't even do that quest um, then you're kind of locked out of that because after I think chapter 15 you come back and then um you come back, but then you do it with Aerith, which is a completely different challenge and you don't have the option to do it with cloud, which is that I kind of had an issue with because like it just didn't make sense. You should still be able to do it, but I guess that's kind of how their, their uh, layout works with the chapters and how they maybe organized it. But I digress. I mean, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. So that was it. And then, uh, this was just, this was probably the most painful of all. It was a, it was a trophy where you had to get like multiple, multiple, tr- multiple dresses, uh, for cloud Tifa and Aerith, um, which technically forced you to do three playthroughs of the game. But Jesus, if you had to do that, you'd be like locked, like what 20, 15 hours each playthrough alone. If you were to do the conventional way, but, um, there was 
at least how to do it properly or efficiently enough. Basically, you would have to you have to start at chapter three and then play, um, do all the side quests. That's the requirement to even talk to Tifa to unlock the option and select a different um, outfit choice for her. And then on top of that, you have to complete the chapter for it to even register. Cause if you do that, talk to Tifa and then quit out, then you, it uh, registers it as uh, in the next chapter. It doesn't register what you did. If you skip the next chapter without completing it, which I, that I found that pretty annoying on top of the, you know, not having the option to like have a more granular system, which I kind of ran it about as well on Twitter about like, not being able to like to maybe do like on a midpoint of the chapter or uh, objectives, like maybe um, kind of chapter select that way, but no, um, you're basically kind of screwed there. So basically you have to do all the, uh, in one particular playthrough at least, you have to do all the chapters for chapter three, complete it, and then, you know, select uh, your proper choice for Tifa. I think you had options like, uh, what do you think I look good in, in a dress in? Um, I think exotic, sporty, and mature. And so one playthrough, you have to do that, uh, do all the side quests. Another playthrough, you have to do, I think exactly like three side quests, no more nor less, or you, I think, uh, you you might still get the option you were looking for, but maybe not, which I'm glad I didn't try to practice and find out because <laughs> that would just be more time I did not want to spend. So there's that. And then there's one for just not doing any side quests at all, which obviously is the easier one. But, uh, you know, you have to do the other ones first. So then you have to do that. And then you have to skip, skip the chapter uh, eight. I think eight and then do the same thing with Aerith where you do again, all side quests, three side quests or no, and no side quests, uh, three playthroughs maximum or minimum, if anything. And then on top of that, in chapter nine, you have to technically do the same thing. All three, uh, chapters, uh, half of the chapters and like, uh, no chapters as well to get, uh, the various, um, dress options as well so you know all that all together uh you're looking at a lot of damn play time and then if you fuck up on one and you know don't <laughs> damn it I, I did I, I did more than i need to now i got this dress i didn't want to get fuck <laughs> which it sounds kind of dumb come for me like ah oh, damn it damn it i didn't want damn it Aerith. i didn't want the red dress i wanted the pink one shit the hell you know but <laughs> either way um, yeah, that I found kind of just, uh, annoyingly artificially, um, just a barrier to add more time to you playing the game, which I didn't need to be there. You know, if anything, hopefully they patch it in a, you know, a down the road would, would be great, but at least as of now, it's kind of what you're facing up with, but all in all completed that. And, um, did uh, all the miscellaneous other uh, trophies and stuff, um, which I think for this game was really, really generous. I, you know, at least considering how uh, 
Final Fantasy games are have been in the past, Ugh, especially with like how tedious and like probably like just just ancient uh, trying to do a lot of the stuff in Final Fantasy seven is now like the Kokobo racing to try to get nice and around and stuff. I'd say this is pretty generous um, considering that. So I, I had a good time at least, um, you know, trying to get them in uh, definitely pointed me in the direction to do a lot of stuff I wouldn't do, which is, you know, definitely what I, what I always do appreciate uh, with a good set of uh, achievements and not just, you know, kind of not thought out achievements that don't really add to any, I guess, replayability to the game, which I say this definitely did in a lot of facets, just a couple minor annoyance, annoyances in terms of just how it was done to, you know, kind of be more friendly to the to the player in, in terms of their time. So all in all, though, yeah, man, thoroughly enjoying it. I think I'm like so far 70 hours in and that isn't even like playing on hard hard uh hard as of yet so um pretty sure it's gonna be more efficient now i thought you could um do the manuscripts but you have to do the side quest too to get those but i don't think you have there is an achievement tied though so technically i could just critical path hard mode and then get the trophy that way so that's more than likely (laughs) what i'm probably gonna do and then I don't know, probably looking it up or something like that. But at least getting back to the spoilers, man. Yeah, very, 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 very satisfied with the ending. Um, I do feel bad. I really do feel bad for people that haven't played Final Fantasy VII because, yeah, that ending is going to just confuse the fuck out of you. It really is. Um, if you 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 going to have no idea what's going on, I guess you'll kind of get the same um, responses as you would of playing the original for the first time. But yeah, um, yeah, it's going to confuse that a lot of people that haven't played seven. But I think that's kind of a good good uh, side of it is that it will encourage you to play the original, which is, you know, definitely widely available on the PS4 um, with a lot of, mind you, a lot of very great, like, quality of life improvements. Like, you can skip random encounters, uh, you can speed the game up, and you can put yourself in God mode. So, you can basically you have all the tools and on top of that you get the achievements for that if you use those tools if need be so yeah um they're definitely setting a lot of stuff up for um you know being able to get through that game pretty pretty um pretty smoothly if anything so definitely i do recommend it if you haven't tried out at least final fantasy 7 original uh definitely recommended it. it definitely justified uh, it's its stance as one of the best games of all time. It's for sure, hands down, one of my favorite RPGs um, of all time. I definitely can confidently say that. Um, given <laughs> given I haven't played any of the other Final Fantasy sevens, <laughs> I maybe not to the extent where like, oh yeah, this is this is the best. It can't get no better than that. No, no, no. But um, yeah, I definitely do plan to play 
other Final Fantasy VII. It's probably my next one, if anything. More than likely, it's going to be six. I heard a lot of good things about six, and I missed the boat on that completely. So that might be on my radar, if anything. But ah, uh, yeah. Now, now I want to rewatch uh, Advent Children, even though I watched it a long time ago. I'd still want to refresh my memory. I heard it's not that good. Um, but you know, I had these, uh, final fantasy seven fan tinted glasses on. So I may be very biased. Uh, I thought at least I remembered it being really cool in terms of just the fights and stuff. But, um, I, I guess I maybe didn't pay attention or just in my head, just, just wrote stuff off as man. This is just, this is a final fantasy seven movie, a continuation of the original. Yeah, I'm in, you know, so, uh, game was great it really was it delivered it uh it it surpassed my expectations for sure i'll say that it really did really did really really did very very satisfied very very satisfied with this game for sure ah yeah i'm just like in shock just kind of kind of reflecting on just the greatness that did happen with that game ah yeah yeah, overall, I definitely recommend it, especially for newcomers who never played the original. I think uh, this is definitely a great entry point um, in terms of playing it. Ugh, I can't stop gushing over it, but uh, man, it's like nothing even matters now. <laughs> nothing else matters now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely the the anticipation now increases for the next one. Um yeah, I guess moving on to other stuff outside of games I've been uh been uh messing with. Uh I actually saw this movie um on Netflix, Train to Busan, which um man, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I was like, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh Philip DeFranco on YouTube. If you haven't watched him in terms of news and stuff. Uh he just kept recommending this movie. I'm like, you know what? Nothing really is interesting me on uh YouTube right now. Let me go ahead and watch this movie. Let me just let me take his word for it. Let me try it out. And uh I was very pleased. I was very pleased. Um it was it was very just traditional great movie. I don't want to spoil spoil the movie to any extent because I think that's a lot of the appeal of it. But yeah, I was very satisfied with the movie. Pretty great plot. Um and bases overall, I do recommend it, especially if you're a fan of, um, you know, a particular, uh, creature that, you know, has been pretty established in, you know, um, media. Take that for what you will <laughs> take that for what you will also. Uh, yeah, especially considering our, the current times we're in, I've been fine having some more time to do a lot of stuff I actually want. Um, in particular, uh, starting to catch up on some Netflix shows, uh, and, and in particular of that, uh, actually started, uh, everybody's been talking about it and I'm like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever, but eh, yeah, right. All right. So I finally got the gumption and started watching the office and I am very, uh, very pleased so far. <laughs> this show had me freaking crack it up, man. Like losing it. Just how freaking, um, just damn reckless and like, um, 
ignorant <laughs> and like just obnoxious uh Steve Carell is, man. Uh he uh man, just him as the main character. All, of course all the just the interactions are just like just just total cringy, just annoying boss that probably everybody's maybe had it to some extent is just hits home so well. He is just he's the perfect just horrible boss in a lot of facets uh which is just it's just great to see and uh, i'm loving the show so far so i'm on season three i believe i think coming on season four so that's been pretty great um yeah man loving that show but outside of that that's pretty much what i've been up to um yeah i think um that's pretty much been it um, I guess, uh, real quick, I've been, um, messing with, I know I talked about a couple episodes ago, I've been messing with my NAS. I've been actually getting the capacity. So now I've been trying to upgrade that. So I totally didn't know that you can actually get like a, a card add on that uh, you attach to your NAS that basically expands the, uh, slots for, uh, SATA drives, uh, that you can connect and so far totally works really well but i found out that now i have to freaking um because of this the how i set up my nas where it's like a mirror system where if like one drive fails it'll mitigate the data loss where um it'll be uh somewhat recoverable to some extent on another disc basically so i thought i could get away with one but obviously for that technique you need uh, a duplicate of your drive so now i'm kind of like sol in that respect so now i at some point have to figure that out but all in all you know it'll work itself out some way (laughs) but um yeah i think that'll do it for episode 52 of switches sites um if you are listening to this podcast on your favorite podcast and platform uh, definitely feel free to like, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff, good or bad. Um, any feedback is appreciated. Um, if you have any questions you'd like to submit to the show, uh, you can submit them at aswitchtv at gmail.com. Uh, if I get enough, I'll potentially start reading them as a uh, segment on the show. Um, of course, you can catch me on Twitch TV slash aswitch where I do host this uh, podcast live or recorded live. Um, and, I uh, eventually, uh, loaded up to youtube.com, uh, slash a switch as well, uh, for your archival, uh, satisfaction. I don't, not sure if that's a thing, but Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat. Uh, if you get turned on by archives, I mean, it's gotta be some, somebody out there. There's always somebody for some, something weird like that, but I digress. Um, what else? Oh yeah, you could uh also catch me on um Twitter, Twitter uh Twitter dot com at, at a switch where I just retweet dumb shit and ignorant black Twitter and video gaming and stuff, which is uh somewhat of a niche, I guess um you know kind of pocket, but I mean hey you know if you into that stuff. Hey, I might be your man or not, but you know what? The option's up to you, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's enough pimping uh, I've been doing, you know. Gotta keep it strong, you know. I don't, yeah. That's the thing now. 
No, well, with the pandemic, it's not really anymore. But, uh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have laughed at that as hard. But you know, hey. I uh, also been uh, uploading a lot of Resident Evil stuff. Uh, some of my back catalog of videos I never got a chance to upload. I'm actually glad I've been doing that now. So you can, you know, I think recently uh, uploaded Resident Evil Code Veronica, which man, in retrospect, that that playthrough was hilarious for me. I was I was a little loopy and then just tripping on a lot of stuff. But I'd say of of anything that I, I recall that being very entertaining uh, for myself because. Uh, Oh man, that <laughs> a lot of that was just stupid uh, and funny at the same time and fun. So I remember recall having a good time with that that playthrough in particular. Um, I think that is it. Uh, I believe. Yeah. Um. Till next time, guys. Um, get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.